Colossians 1, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord, we do bow before you now and we rejoice that we can call you our Lord and our Master. Lord, you are our Father in heaven. And we praise you for this time in your word. We pray that our hearts would be uh, open and teachable and that we would delight in your presence, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage, uh, I believe it's a key passage on the person and the work of the Lord Jesus. uh, And it's called by some a hymn to Christ. And this passage also clearly shows the Lord's humiliation and his exaltation. And uh, one of the most important observations of the Uh, Apostles' Creed, which we will recite together in just a minute, is that it summarizes also the person and the work of the Lord Jesus and his humiliation and his exaltation. Now, regarding his person, uh, maybe, can we put that up on the screen there, Jeff, the Apostles' Creed? Is it up? Okay. And, uh, well, that's the Nicene Creed. Okay. It's a good thing you all have it memorized then. Because we're going to do the Apostles' Creed, not the Nicene Creed this morning. Okay, so uh, regarding his person, the Creed begins, it says, uh, or uh, a little later on, it says, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And in Colossians 1, it says, being in the form of God, he came in the likeness of men. So he was God before he came in the flesh. He was God in the flesh on the earth. And he is God in the flesh now seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And then he was born of the Virgin Mary. So he came in the likeness of men, certainly in a miraculous way. But he came in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, it says he humbled himself, and he was, and he is, Emmanuel, God with us. He was a baby boy, he was a young man, and he was a man. In fact, he was called the Son of Man. And there's a helpful phrase I found on the incarnation. It's a short one, and I couldn't find out, maybe Rodney or Phil knows, but I couldn't find out uh, who wrote it. But It says, remaining what he was, he became what he was not. So remaining what he was, he was fully divine. He remained to be fully divine when he came on the earth. So remaining what he was, he became what he was not. He was not in the flesh uh, until the time that he came. Remaining what he was, he became what he was not. So he didn't lose his divinity to become a man. And there's another quote by Calvin that I like. Uh, Calvin said, He suffered his divinity to be concealed under a veil of flesh. And really, when you think about the incarnation, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to fathom it. Uh, But those two sentences helped me a lot to begin to understand the incarnation. And that God would love us so much that he would come and humble himself the way that he did. Now, regarding his work in his humiliation, first of all, uh, in the Shorter Catechism, number 27, it says, Christ's humiliation consisted 
in his being born, and that in a low condition, made under the law, undergoing the miseries of this life, the wrath of God, and the cursed death of the cross, in being buried and continuing under the power of death for a time. So first of all, Christ's humiliation consisted in his being born. Well, that was humbling, and that in a low condition. He certainly was in a low condition. Uh, we, you know, and we remember that, of course, more during this season. We should remember it more often. Uh, but it says he made himself of no reputation. He was a baby. Little, he's weak as any baby. He's born in a stable in a really poor and subjugated country. And then it said he was made under the law. He subjected himself to the law, even though he was the giver of the law. And he kept it. And then it said, undergoing the miseries of this life. Certainly he was hungry and he was tired and he was ridiculed and he was hated later in life and probably maybe even earlier in his life. And then it says he bore the wrath of God. Again, uh, incomprehensible really, but he took the full punishment for the sins of his own at that point. And then it talked about the cursed death of the cross. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. This is the cursed death of the cross, and it's called that for a reason. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He was cursed for us. And this is the worst way to die. To die on a cross, it was the most painful and loathsome and humiliating way that the Romans had to kill anybody. And then it said, in being buried and continuing under the power of death for a time. And then the creed goes on. It says, uh, he suffered under Pontius Pilate. And in Colossians again, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. And even up to the point of death, he was mocked and he was scourged. He was treated unjustly and, and shamefully uh, under Pontius Pilate. And then he was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades, or the paradise part of it. He humbled himself in obedience to the Father and in his love for us. He died in the flesh and he was entombed. And then uh, regarding his work in his exalted state, uh, again from Colossians 1.9, you know, it says, therefore, uh, because of his obedience in humbling himself, it says God highly exalted him. And it said, the third day he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. And because of that, so will we. Praise God. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. This is a place of power, a place of authority and honor. And there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. And someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and judge. But we can do that this morning. And as we say the creed together, we're recognizing again his humiliation and his exaltation and that he was fully God and fully man. He humbled himself to redeem us and we remember that and his exaltation as we come to the table of the Lord. So brothers and sisters, please join me in saying this creed, and then we will pray. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord God, indeed, how can we fathom your humiliation for us? How can we comprehend the incarnation? Lord, we bow in awe and in gratefulness that you would come and pay the penalty for our sin. And we rejoice with you in your exaltation as King and Lord and Judge. And we do willingly now bow to you and confess that you alone are Lord to the glory of God our Father. Lord, we praise you whose name is above all names as we remember your body broken for us and your blood shed for us. And we do pray in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.